the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host and event planner for Marquardt Law Firm. And we're here today live with Todd Marquardt and our guest, Oscar Garcia. As you're tuning in for the first time, I'm sure you're asking, what is this talk show? Why do we have an attorney here? So, Todd, what exactly is our mission for Talk Law Radio? Good morning. Uh, our mission is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license. The State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of general information. Instead, contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Please help those who are considering retirement and help Christiana and Oscar and me give good information to the listeners about the law today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So then what laws are we talking about today, Todd? We're going to be talking about Social Security Retirement Law with Oscar H. Garcia. Oscar, would you tell us about your education and experience? Absolutely, Todd. First of all, thank you to both of you for extending the invitation to me. This is a great opportunity uh, to share the uh, information that I've accumulated over about 29 years of working in this field. So I hope your listeners um, find something valuable in, in today's program. Um, I graduated from St. Mary's University. I'm a a San Antonio raised. Uh, I went to South San High School. I attended St. Mary's University. We have something in common there. Yeah, that's a good school. I I agree. And uh, I'm proud of that that heritage and being part of the St. Mary's University legacy. But uh, I graduated from high school and attended St. Mary's. I actually attended St. Mary's uh, uh, and obtained a teaching certificate there. I had a background in history and in English and did that for a brief period before I started my career with the federal government in June of 1990. I started working as a claims representative with the Social Security Administration, and I stayed there for 25 years and was able to take advantage of an opportunity of an early retirement in uh, July of four years ago, 2015. And so for the the last four years, I've been working as a 
private independent social security consultant and uh, find that very rewarding good will you tell us uh, how did your passion for social security benefits develop well it's one of those things where i've i've always kind of had it in me to be uh, uh, an educator of sorts to to help people. That's always been part of who I am and uh, didn't set out knowing that uh, that was going to take me down the path of working for the federal government. But th- thankfully it did. It's it's provided me the opportunities that I've had to now for myself and my family. But uh, I, when you're talking about Social Security, that's such a broad subject. It's It's a very specific subject to people and how it works out and how the plans develop for people in that area. But it can be a maze to navigate those Social Security policies and the rules and the laws. And it, and people are making decisions that are going to impact their the rest of their lives when they start their Social Security. And I have found that by ex- my experience is that people sometimes make those decisions without giving themselves the benefit of having all the necessary facts that help to to uh uh, for them to ultimately decide what they're going to do. And uh, so I, I find myself in, the, in a position where uh, I take it as, a, as a, a personal responsibility that anybody that I work with, that I, I help them make sure that they're making the best possible decision for themselves. And having worked with Social Security for as long as I have, I know areas that sometimes don't get brought into the conversation when people are deciding what they're going to do with their Social Security. And, and it's like in anything, whether you're looking for somebody to help you with your vehicle because you, you need some maintenance, you need somebody to do some plumbing or whatever it is. If it's something you're unfamiliar with, there's always a possibility that if you try to do it on your own, that you might be live, leaving out some important factor that uh, maybe would help you make a better decision or come to a different conclusion than what you arrive at. So let's say uh, I'm interested in retiring, and I call Social Security directly. How is my experience going to be different from asking anyone else? Well, first of all, Social Security is hardest-working people, some of the hardest-working people that you'll find anywhere. They are dedicated to their jobs. They're going to answer your questions uh, and, and help you accomplish what it is that you're you're requesting to be done Uh, i know having worked at social security that there's certain things that are topics or conversations that they're unable to have with you especially when it comes into uh, the area of maybe some financial advice people it's not uncommon for people to say what's the best time for me to apply you know given that my benefits are these amounts at different ages what do you think is the best thing? What should I do? And those are areas that, admittedly, Social Security shouldn't be addressing those. Those are uh, uh, re- decisions that people should be making uh, on their own and maybe with the assistance of a financial advisor or somebody who, who's helping them plan for their overall retirement. But Social Security is outstanding at what they do. Uh, I, I witnessed it firsthand for 25 years. But um, when it comes down to some of the questions, particularly more so that people are asking today, uh, like break-even points between benefits, uh, uh, multiple options that people have and weighing the, the pros and cons of taking Social Security at different times or maybe on somebody's record versus your own, those are areas that Social Security is not able to address. Let me uh, take a break just to remind our listeners uh, what we're doing here today. We are live today on the 31st of August. I can see the 281 is running smoothly. So if you have any questions, you're listening in, we're talking about Social Security, and we do have a professional, call us at 210-308-8867-210-308. 8867. We're still here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt and Oscar sharing some more with us about his experience with helping people and their benefits. You mentioned it briefly already. I think that you've explained it differently before. Uh, What are the limitations that Social Security claims workers have when answering questions? Well, they're limited in in that they can provide you with your benefit amounts. Uh, 
kind of like what we get on our Social Security statements where it gives us the early age of 62, our full retirement or 100% benefit, and then it also provides the maximum individual benefit at age 70. But um, they're, they're not able to tell you what the trade-offs are if you take it at one age versus the other. How long are you going to be ahead in terms of dollars and time before another option begins to maybe become a better uh, conclusion or decision for you. And so those are the financial advice questions that Social Security isn't permitted to address. Again, they're outstanding in helping you accomplish what you want done, but that they're they're not going to go beyond and into the areas of personal financial information. And so that's why you wanted to be an independent consultant after you retired. That's one of the, the primary reasons. Absolutely. Great. Well, we're going to come back, but really, this is great information that we're going to be hearing from you, Oscar. And I know I have a couple of questions that I've got ready and teed up for you. So if you are listening, we're talking about Social Security today. Give us a call and let us know what your questions are by dialing 210-308-8867. Again, 210-308-8867. 8867. Don't change that dial yet. We'll be back here with Talk Law Radio with Todd Markort. veteran or spouse at least 65 do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar October 24th at Northwood Presbyterian Church, 518 Pike Road in San Antonio, hosted by Attorney Brittany Lastition. Learn about these changes and how to better qualify for a non-service connected veterans pension. Register by calling 210-530-4278 MarquardtLawFirm.com. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, and we're here today with Oscar Garcia talking about Social Security. Now, if you have questions for Oscar and you'd like to have them played on the air, just call us in right now at 210-308-8867. But if you need to send Oscar an email, he is taking questions at the word strategies. 365 at yahoo.com. Now, Oscar, what can we expect of some common myths that people have about their understanding with Social Security? That's what makes Social Security planning such a, a sensitive area. It's a very dynamic area, highly personal. And what I, people will say, well, what's, what should I do to make sure that I'm getting making the right decision, getting the most I can out of my Social Security. And really the answer to that depends on the individuals. Everybody has a different uh, view of Social Security and the income that it can provide. Some people are are positioned where they can afford to wait on Social Security till a later age. Uh, Other people, because maybe they're going to stop working and their income is going to be at a different level because they no longer have that ongoing in income from work, they, there's a need to maybe add Social Security at an earlier age. But uh, I always tell people there's, there's not a foolproof way to ensure for everybody that if they follow these five easy steps that they're going to come out with a winning game plan for Social Security. Uh, it comes down to what is going on personally for those individuals in terms of uh, the retirement incomes that they've situated themselves and positioned themselves to live off of and, and what Social Security means to them. Everybody has a different why, uh, what Social Security is going to secure for them, what it's going to provide them with. And when you mesh the Social Security together with the other incomes, you'll come to a, 
a plan that works for you. And that's who it matters for is for you. So uh, my understanding of Social Security retirement law is that there's a full retirement age, an early retirement age, and then a delayed retirement age. Uh, what are the consequences of filing early? Okay. Todd, you're, you're right. That's I refer to that as the eight-year window that everybody has with respect to their own Social Security. Everybody can start as early as 62. Everybody can wait on their own Social Security to 70. And then somewhere in between, between 66 and 67, there's the full retirement age or the age at which they can receive 100%. And historically, about 70% of all recipients for Social Security decide that they're going to receive less than 100%. Maybe not right at 62, but somewhere between 62 and their full retirement age. And so about 7 in 10 of all recipients decided, for me, I'm going to take Social Security early. Now, you got to make sure that the decision of when you take Social Security works for you in your retirement plan, not just at the time that you're starting it, but throughout the years. So starting your benefit early, absolutely, it does get you your Social Security sooner. And there's some people that will say, I don't know how long I'm going to live. Uh, I feel that you know I've worked all these years, 30, 40 years or more. I want to be able to say that I received some of my Social Security and had the fruits of my labor, and I started receiving that payment. And so some people will, will, will apply early, but you got to make sure it's a permanent reduction. That's the trade-off is when you take Social Security early, you're tied to that percentage essentially for the rest of your life as long as you continue to receive that benefit. So you don't get an increase automatically by later celebrating your full retirement age or age 70. And that's where you have to look at Social Security long-term. People don't necessarily plan to have a short retirement. People ideally are planning to live in a long retirement period. And consequently, you want to make sure that you have the retirement income to sustain your your livelihood through that extended retirement. And that's where you, you look at what Social Security might provide you later on at a higher rate versus if I take it early, I know it's the lowest amount given my benefit, but I'm okay with that because I have other resources, other income streams that are going to help me to get the overall picture to work. Yeah, good point. So if you're tuning in and hearing about the Social Security conversation going on right now, we are here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcor, and we're taking open questions. You can call us in at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. So, Oscar, what does the federal government provide for personal Social Security taxes? Is it an account for your own Social Security money under your own name? When do we retire? Uh, Do we get our money back with interest? Okay. Some people do get more than what they've put into the system. Others don't draw out anywhere near what they put into it. The the Social Security program is designed that everybody pays into it if it's mandatory if your employer withholds Social Security, but it it provides you with not only retirement income, which is primarily what we're talking about here today, but I was talking with somebody earlier this week that said we were doing some retirement planning, and she tells me, you know what, I, I know firsthand what Social Security, the value of it is, because when I was a lot younger and I was still in school, she said her, one of her parents passed away. So she said, we were as children, myself and siblings were able to get social security till we graduate. At that time, it was through college and now children are paid benefits through high school graduation. But there's that side of social security too, is there, there's the, the protection for your family in the event of your death. And there's also protection for you and your family in the event that you're disabled. So in a way, it is a life insurance policy. But there are people, when when you look at what they've paid in in Social Security taxes, that will draw multiple times that out in their their uh, lifetime payments from Social Security. There's other people who never receive a benefit out of Social Security, but maybe they do have family members that, that are able to do so. I was just going to ask, some people say that they're going to get less. 
it happens. There's there's some people. I mean, if you if you start your Social Security at whatever age and you receive it for three years or five years, what you received in those three or five years cumulative doesn't amount to what you paid into the Social Security system. Uh, but anybody who's interested, where all of this starts, the planning for Social Security is obtaining that Social Security statement, and. Unfortunately, it's not something that's automatically mailed once a year like it used to be. It, How can they get it? Uh, the Social Security website is the the way that you obtain it. If you have not created your online Social Security account, I recommend that you you do that. You you venture out to socialsecurity.gov and you create your online account because it's going to allow you the opportunity to have access to that. Social Security statement that gives you your estimates, it shows your work history, it shows how much you've paid in in Social Security taxes, and uh, then, you know, for somebody who's interested in finding out, well, at what point do I end up getting more money out of Social Security than what I paid in, you, you, can, you can do the math given your benefit amount and how much was math, actually paid in. I don't want to do math. <laughs> oh, man. But we have a caller. Sure. Uh, turns out that Lisa has tuned in and decided to ask some questions for Oscar. Lisa, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for being on the air with us today. What questions do you have for Oscar? Well, I'm curious if uh, I'll be 62 in January, and um, I was going to look into getting early Social Security. Um, I'm a I work for myself, and so what I wanted to do was go ahead and start collecting early Social Security, but does that prohibit me from working or making any more money throughout the rest of my life? Lisa, that's a great question, because what what you're confronted with here in, in your Social Security uh, options starting next year is the, is your earnings from ongoing employment. Now, I will tell you, that it's not going to be something you have to contend with the rest of your life. There is an, uh, a retirement earnings test that Social Security literally is saying, if you are early retirement age, so anytime before you are full retirement age, there is a limit on how much you can make through your employment if you're also interested on simultaneously receiving your Social Security benefit. Uh, now, the early retirement limit this year, for instance, if you were 62 this year, it's 17640 So it comes down to what are your anticipated earnings going to be for the year? Are they going to be over that or below that? Because that is the number one factor that people, particularly in early retirement age, have to address in determining what they can do timing-wise with Social Security. So um, it depends I mean, how much your earnings will be next year. This this annual limit goes up slightly from year to year, so next year it could be closer to 18000 It's not going to go up by thousands of dollars, but depending on what it is, and we'll know come usually mid-November what the 2020 figures will be. Once you know what that annual limit is, you can determine based on what your er- anticipated earnings are for the year whether or not you can start the Social Security uh, as early as 62 while you're still working. Okay, so I guess what I, so I really, what I don't understand is my Social Security benefits, if I'm a realtor mm-hmm. and I yeah. sell one house and let's say I make $25,000 in commission and I'm drawing down you know, the 17000 or whatever, do I have to pay the Social Security back? Or there, how does that work? Yeah, there is a a rule that says anything that you earn above the yearly allowable limit in this in this example 50% of the overage whatever you make over the annual limit 50% of that is going to be counted so if you make 10,000 over the limit only 5,000 is the countable earnings that 5,000 represents $5,000 in benefits for that year that social security cannot send to you. You're not entitled to that 5000 So if your Social Security payment is $2,000, it's going to take them three months to withhold that. So you're forfeiting those three months of payments because of the excess earnings. Uh, this is a great, great example of just the uh, individuality of Social Security, particularly for people who are still working. And the Social Security website is, is great. You can uh, go on to socialsecurity.gov and uh, research the, the subject in further details. And certainly you can get in touch with me if you're interested, and, and I'll be able to clarify that. You can run all that. those numbers. Right. Um, those, are, okay. those are things that, because next year may or may not be your 
truly the the earliest that that you'll be able to take Social Security, given what, especially when you're self-employed, it is you know you could have a an outstanding year all of a sudden, and if you put in for Social Security early, then there's there's some downside to it, and and it may mean that your benefits are going to be put in suspense because all of a sudden you're having a great year in real estate. It's not as easy for somebody to estimate their earnings when they're self-employed as if they're work, uh, working as a W-2 employee for somebody. Thanks for the right. call. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Great call. Those are great questions. Will you remind uh, the listeners what we're doing today? Absolutely. We're here with Oscar Garcia on Talk Law Radio today discussing about Social Security. Oscar's available for follow-up. If you have any questions you want to send him, he did give us his email. It's the word strategies365 at yahoo.com. We can also still take calls after we come back from our next break. The number is 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, here with Todd Marcourt and Oscar Garcia. These are a lot of mind-turning information that I'm getting, and I'm really curious about... What other facts can we learn about Social Security today, Oscar? So if you are going to be changing, come back. We will be here with Oscar Garcia at Talk Law Radio. And remember to call us. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt, and I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, here with Todd and Oscar Garcia. We've been going over Social Security facts and myths, and we actually have a caller that contacted us during our break. So, James, are you with us? Yes, I am. James, thank you for calling us and being on the air today. So what question do you have for Oscar? My wife... Started. My wife is self-employed. She turned 63, and she started Social Security at age 63. But she's still working. Uh, I know the last caller talked about the cutoff, that if you go beyond it, you may have to pay back some of the Social Security benefits. Uh, the cutoff 17600 something like that. My wife, more than that with her employment. She started Social Security in June. That's when her birthday was, mm-hmm. turned 63. And let she's not sure how much she'll make because she, she's self-employed, but say she does make 10000 more than the 17000 uh, limit. So at the end of the year, then, there's that $10,000 difference, and I heard Oscar say, Half of that, then, would have to be paid back or something. So here's my question. Is the, since she started in June, six months of 2019, is the accounting period for her income, does it start June for the, the last six months of the year? Or does it go all the way back to the beginning of 2019, January 1st, to for her income for the entire year, even though she's only been receiving the Social Security benefits for the last six months of the year? And if we are over and then have to pay back up to $5,000, is that done next year with the income tax that's due for 2019 on April 15th, that basically we just have to write whatever she was over up to $5,000 and do we just have to uh, include that with our income tax payment? Is that the way it's paid back? Okay. Okay. That's it. All right. Uh, Again, this just shows the talks about how these work rules, they have annual limits, but even within that, how they actually can be applied. If, can be uh, a little bit different from person to person. Your your wife's situation is a prime example of that because there there's the annual limit. There's also something called a special monthly rule. And again, you can find more on this subject on the Social Security website if you look up the subject on uh, working while receiving benefits or the annual earning limit. Uh, but if let's say that 
she she applied as of June. The Social Security will count the entire year, all 12 calendar months of the earnings. There's an exception to that. The In, in this situation, the exception is maybe she earned – she had a very good first half of the year. Maybe her earnings were 20000 in that time period. What Social Security is, t- is looking at is paying her benefits for the l- latter half of the year. So they're going to be interested in finding out what her earnings may be in that latter half of the year. The special monthly rule, if you take the, the annual limit this year at 17640 you divide it by 12, you get the monthly amount of 1470 So one way to kind of not have that the income from the first half carry over towards the yearly limit, because she's either close to it or she's over it already, is to make sure that for the, the last, the months that she actually is drawing Social Security, that she doesn't exceed in her earnings don't exceed the one thousand four seventy or one twelfth of the annual limit. Um, so there's that is a one time ru- rule, um, the monthly rule, and it usually comes into if it's going to be utilized, it's going to be during the first year of benefits in in most cases. Uh, otherwise, Social Security will use everything that she earned, even the first six months and the last six months, and say, okay, if you make ten thousand over the limit, then there's you owe back half of the excess and that creates an overpayment so if if an overpayment's going to result here we are you know september 1st practically uh, you you would try and utilize the remaining months of this year if it's 5000 that ends up being the overpayment use the latter part of this year and those payments to repay the 5000 otherwise if you leave it and don't report it until after the year is over and notify Social Security, then they're going to seek taking it out from current benefits at that time. And and sometimes that creates an even larger overpayment because uh, you, you could have kind of headed it off a little bit earlier at this time. Uh, but there is there is some flexibility there in the rule. If you're able if your wife's able to use the, the special monthly rule, uh, then maybe there won't be an overpayment. It all depends on what she's going to earn in total for the year and and also what she's going to earn the last half of the year. So sometimes it's not it's not just the annual limit. It, it, there, there, there's some uh, possibilities of taking the rule and having it favorably applied to you as long as you know that that's how the rule can be uh, implemented and how it can be utilized. Does that answer your question, James? Yes, it does. Thank you. It's a complex situation, but I appreciate the help. Thanks for the call. You bet. So we are still here live on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Oscar's giving us a lot of great information and helping slay down the myths that everyone's heard about. If you have any questions for Oscar and you can't call us in, you can send him an email to the word strategies. 365 at yahoo.com. Now, Oscar, the last couple of calls we've had have been about people asking the questions, if you decide to claim and start receiving your Social Security benefits while you're working, I'm curious about what happens if you decide to keep working and not claim your Social Security benefits. Let's say that someone is just a really dedicated workaholic and they want to work until they're maybe in their 80s because it's their passion, but they decide not to put in their claim for Social Security benefits. Is there an expiration date? Is there something that can disqualify you from claiming those benefits? Well, there isn't anything that necessarily disqualifies you from claiming benefits at any given age, but there is an age that you actually could say, well, if I go beyond that point, I might be losing money. And that's the age of 70. Everybody's individual Social Security retirement, their maximum benefit is payable at the age of 70. And what that involves is the accumulation of monthly delayed retirement credits. Think of it as a bonus. Uh, it's It's an increased monthly that you gain for every month that you don't take your Social Security once you have reached your full retirement age. So if a person's full retirement age is 66, there's a potential to get this delayed credit for the next four years. And in total, it's 8% for each 12 months. So that's 
32% over that four-year period. Even today's youngest workers, there's three years of possible delayed credits from age 67 to 70. So that's 8% for each three years. That's a 24% increase. So you could, and I've talked to people that uh, I've, you know, business owners are, are, are always people that are, are, like you said, they love what they do. They're workaholics maybe, or they, and you know, they, they're working full speed and full time in their business, and the business is providing a, a, a healthy income, and, and so Social Security doesn't come on the radar. And the interesting thing about the work limit that we've been talking about is it no longer applies when your full retirement age is here. And so 100% of your benefit can be paid no matter how much money you're making. But that's where people will look at the opportunity and say, hey, if Social Security is going to give me an increase of an 8% for on a, on a whole year basis. Hey, maybe I, since I don't need the social security now, maybe I let things go till, you know, on a yearly basis till I'm 70 and get this maximum payment. Uh, but I've had business owners that I've talked to that are in their early seventies and, and we're having the conversation saying your benefit maxed out at age 70, the, in terms of the percentage. So you could be losing money out. Uh, I talked to a gentleman who was over 71 and he said, so I should have probably done something when I was 70. You yes, could, of you, course. Yes, he, <laughs> he lost out on, on some benefits because Social Security in that situation, it does permit an individual to reclaim the last six months of lost oh, benefits. That's but, a great point. But you have to be over full retirement age to okay. get that. If you're early retirement age, there's no going back to claim lost benefits. So in his case, he applied for his Social Security, backdated it six months, and he's still working. So he's still working, paying into the system. Every single year that you work and pay Social Security taxes is a year that will be considered in determining your benefit amount. Literally, the calculation gets redone every year if you continue to work, and you may see a result of your benefit slightly increasing uh, given that additional year of work. It's not a guarantee because the current year has to replace your previous low year in the equation and the way the equation's done it's not just at a face level it it's but you know there's there's some definite advantages for people to uh, look into social security as soon as they can and don't put yourself in a position where you're maybe losing out on money so they look into it develop a plan and then they don't have to worry at least not with the Social Security. You can make a sound decision. You can make the best decision possible given your circumstances. Well, we are still taking questions before the show is over. Give us a call at 210-308-8867. If you want to ask Oscar any other questions, you can also send him an email to strategies365 at yahoo.com. I'm Christiana Villegas, your co-host with Todd Marquardt for Talk Law Radio. And we have Oscar Garcia still coming back with us after the short break. a veteran or spouse at least 65 do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar October 24th at Northwood Presbyterian Church, 518 Pike Road in San Antonio. Hosted by Attorney Brittany Lastician. Learn about these changes and how to better qualify for a non-service connected veterans pension. Register by calling 210-530-4278 MarquardtLawFirm.com. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back as you share your Saturday morning with us here on Talk Law Radio. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and our lead host, Todd Marquardt. Oscar Garcia is also here with us today, helping us learn more about Social Security and what the facts are. I got one more question. 
uh, related to Social Security benefits, and it's, um, let's say that instead of being self-employed, well, you're more like a self-employed uh, home worker for the family. They, my mom liked to call herself a CEO of the household. <laughs> the hardest working people in the That's right. In America. The, the job never ends. So how does Social Security work maybe if, if you have one spouse working out of the house and one spouse who works in the house? That's what makes Social Security a, a very unique program is that relationships like that are taken into account and it as long as that's you know like if person who's never worked everybody needs 40 quarters for social security eligibility to their own social security retirement but if you haven't earned your 40 quarters you're still eligible on your spouse even on a previous spouse uh, your spouse is deceased and they've earned their credits you're still eligible for monthly benefits on that spouse's uh, record and it doesn't deduct a single penny from the other person, the primary worker, uh, if there is a spouse receiving benefits. On I was that just going to ask that. People want to know if if my ex-spouse claims benefits on my record, does that reduce my benefits? And the answer is no. Okay. Another related question. What if both spouses do work, but maybe one earns more than the other? A, a good gauge or way of determining, because the Social Security rules state that as a spouse, you are eligible for up to 50% of your spouse's full benefit. You're eligible for up to 50% of their full amount. They're eligible for up to 50% of your full amount. So when people are doing, for planning purposes, if you take your respective full benefits, the 100%, even if you don't take yours at that age, but you're still using the 100% rates, if there's a two-to-one difference in those full rates, then that's a, a very good indication that the person with the lower benefit may have their total payment elevated to the spousal rate. So if you look at it and one person has 2400 as their full benefit and the other spouse has 1900 there's not a two-to-one difference. So spousal benefits won't be uh, a possibility there. Now, survivor benefits may be, but spousal benefits while they're both living are not. If you look at those full amounts and somebody has a $2,400 full benefit and the other one has a $900, there's a greater than two-to-one difference. So the person with the $900 is potentially eligible for half of the $2,400 on the other person's record. That's great to know. That's one of those strategies that you need to look at when you're thinking about when is the best time to claim Social Security retirement benefits. Uh, I also wanted to ask some personal questions, Oscar. Is that okay? Absolutely. Will you tell us uh, something about your faith? Absolutely. Uh, I I am a, a Christian, born again Christian. I uh, attend Westover Hills Church, and uh, you know one of our our core principles at Westover Hills Church is save people, serve people, and uh, that's something that I. I, I believe in strongly and and I, I carry that over into my professional life as well as my my spiritual life uh, I feel that uh, when I I'm working with an individual or with a couple that uh, I I have the experience in this field I, I know the uh, the tough questions that to, that people should be asking I know certain areas that sometimes get overlooked in the process. And, and I feel that it is my responsibility responsibility to help people uh, in this area of Social Security retirement planning. Uh, but um, I, I'm, I'm proud of my faith. And, yeah. and, I, and I, I not only uh, live it uh, in, in, on a spiritual side, but I also carry that over into everything that I do, including work. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, another side note, um, my mom was just telling me the other day that uh, her legacy for me was her Ancestry.com account so that I could carry on her legacy of knowing everything about the family uh, from the roots to the tips. Uh, do you have a legacy that you plan to leave to uh, someone after you go to heaven? Well, I, I, going off of what you just said, I would I would say it would have to be a a vintage Hot Wheel collection that I have. 
Um, <laughs> I've always been a collector of some sorts, and about 20 years ago, I started collecting uh, Hot Wheels. I remember I'm the youngest of, of five boys. Uh, I have four older brothers, and uh, you get the hand-me-downs when, when you're mm-hmm. not the oldest. Right. And so I used to get a lot of the, the toys that were, were well-used, well-loved, and uh, I remember that. And uh, growing up, uh, it's just one of those things as you get older, you start capturing some of that nostalgia. And, and I've, I've put together a pretty nice little collection of vintage Hot Wheels, and, uh, and they're, they're pretty valuable, too. I, I I would if I if I had somebody come out and do a, an appraised value on that, uh, I think my my family would be quite surprised surprised <laughs> in how much I have tucked away in some totes in in the garage. And so, do, is there a special person that knows that that's coming to them, or do you have to decide that in the future sometime? I, I would I I think I, that goes to my wife first and foremost. Uh, she's she's put up with me and and. You know, spending a little bit of money in that endeavor, so it, it, I would say it would have to go to her. Yeah, uh, in a similar note, I have a, a box of baseball cards from when I was a kid, and um, I have a baseball player in the family, and so I was hoping to leave that to him, and I hope that he appreciates it. I, I'm sure he does. He may not realize it right now, but uh, uh, down the road, as as our children get older. They get wiser, miraculously, uh, and they start, uh, as much as they, they hate to admit, they start uh, becoming a little bit more like their parents. At least I find in that in myself personally. I've actually found that myself. I've uh, had a, cu- a lot of questionable uh, thoughts about the way that my dad was raising me and uh, sayings that he was giving me. And now that I've lived through some of his experience, I finally see that he was really just trying to look out for me. Since we've been talking about inheritance and death, uh, I wanted to bring it back to Social Security. So if a spouse passes away, what can the surviving spouse expect as far as Social Security? That's one of those moving pieces in the, in the, in the bigger Social Security plan is that you're eligible on your spouse's record in the event of their death. If you're receiving your own Social Security, it becomes a question of, can I switch from my own benefit to a higher one as a spouse? Uh, in some instances, you know, there's that decision to make. In others, the, the, the benefit amounts don't support switching over because it would be for less money. So if the survivor is earning more than the deceased spouse? It, it could mean that they're just going to continue with their own retirement in the event of their spouse's death. But that's where... Your decision on what you do with your own Social Security has an impact on the eventual survivor benefit that can be paid to your spouse. So I've seen where couples who are five years difference in age, 10 years difference in age, just because of the older worker who maybe has a higher Social Security, if they take it as soon as they can, that may be that will affect the payout to their surviving spouse later. And, and that's where looking at it and making sure just because I can start it now does that actually end up being the best option? Or should I wait? That way, not only do I secure a higher retirement benefit, but I'm also ensuring that there's a higher survivor benefit in the event of me passing away first. And if I pass away and I have a, a disabled adult child, do they get a benefit? If It depends on the um, the disabled adult child in terms of when when they became disabled, uh, there's some rules that Social Security has has in place. You know, if you're disabled at a at a you know 30 or 40, you have an automobile accident, you're not going to be eligible or entitled on a on a parent's record. But if it's a disability that started early on, before the child was 22, then there's there's the possibilities. I've actually worked with a couple of people here in the very recent weeks that that was part of. What they brought to the planning process is that their decisions not only impacted the two of them as husband and wife, but their Social Security payment, would they, they would also have the disabled child entitled on that record. And if you have a child that's receiving SSI on their own, then taking on the Social Security has impacts on their SSI and their Medicaid. So there's there's some moving pieces there that, uh, yeah, there'll be more maybe a higher payment 
to the child now that the parent is receiving Social Security, but it could be at the expense of the SSI and the Medicaid. And so you have to understand that before you, you decide what you're going to do. Okay, another question. If uh, the, both parents are working and one of them tragically uh, dies like in a car accident and they, they all have minor children, uh, is the family entitled to something uh, even if the, the spouse that passed away hadn't retired yet? As long as the, the spouse who's passed away has earned the necessary amount of quarters or credits, and it's dependent upon their age at that time of their death. But presuming that they've worked long enough, and it doesn't take a lot to earn your quarters, uh, but if they have their quarters, then the surviving family members, children qualify for Social Security on a retired parent, a disabled parent, or deceased parent until that child graduates from high school. They have to be in full-time school attendance once they turn 18, but they can receive Social Security till they graduate from high school. The surviving spouse is also eligible for a Social Security benefit if he or she has a child that they are caring for that's under the age of 16. Oh, there's so much that goes into Social Security. You can, of course, go to the website for Social Security, ssa.gov, or if you want personal service, you can always call Oscar. So uh, thank you for joining us. And... You can call Oscar at 210-421-1125 or send him an email, strategies365 at yahoo.com. Come up with your social security strategy. But we will be out and having our episode on probate next week. So still stay tuned at 11 o'clock every morning. We'll be back with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.